And fourth time's the charm. Hello, welcome to Here's the Thing, the podcast where we tell you the thing about a thing. That will be changing soon, but not yet. My name's Josh, and joining me as always is my co-host, my my brother-in-arms, my comrade, my partner in crime, Your hoodie my buddy. best man, my hoodie buddy, we're Tyler May. Wearing hoodies today. Hi, everyone. Ah, just, you know what? I'm in a great mood. Good. It's a Saturday morning. It's a Saturday morning, which I I feel like early on I should say I do have two kids, and right. a, and a lovely bride, and that's weird. I shouldn't say bride. It's been seven years. Uh, she a lovely wa- wedding bride. <laughs> she was she was a lovely bride, but a lovely wife doing things around the house and kids running around. So there may be a little more background noise than listeners are used to. Oh, I thought you were giving that context uh, to explain why you were in a great mood. Oh, no, that's that's what I should have said. That's why I'm in a great mood. No, because I'm in a great mood because it's it's like daytime. I'm fresh. I've got my cup of coffee and my Mr. Mug. I don't know if you saw that. I like it. Dude, we have those too. Yeah. Not exactly like that, but... but yeah, just to identify who's... Uh, I love it. Identify, make sure... Just, just, just to reinforce know. those gender roles. <laughs> that's what I'm looking for. Yep, exactly. Um, I'm in a great mood, Tyler, because I just finished drinking some awesome eggnog. Oh, is that what that was? Yeah, I didn't I'm comment. So happy. I just thought you maybe were just drinking a milky looking, just m- m- maybe some milk. I'm so happy. Cool. Yeah. Good. I'm back to being careful about what I eat. Yeah. However, today we're going to a birthday party, so all bets are off. Uh, yeah, it's tough, man. Weekends, weekends. So, like, I hate going right into the eating thing, which we do a lot, but Casey and I have made some some real strides we're going on a cruise next month and we've made some strides to get in in better shape um but the weekends are tough because you have parties we have a birthday party tomorrow um and then you you the battle you face is you got to kind of be the the douche at the party if you're like oh i'm not eating that no i brought my own salad and you like whip out you reach in your pocket and pull out like a piece of lettuce (laughs) I brought my own kale covered. Chips. Yeah, exactly. That's that's the guy, the kale chip guy. And yeah. like, even though you're making a good choice for yourself, and you would expect people to understand that and respect it, I think it ends up coming across kind of like, uh, you know, why it does though? Because people don't like it when you make them. Okay, so i've I've been on, I've been on this end of it. So I'm speaking from experience. I'm okay, not just like being judgmental here when somebody's like no i'm really trying to be careful about what i eat or like no you know i'm not eating sugar or whatever like that moment where you're like oh what a fucking douche it's not really because that person's a douche it's because you're like i feel shitty about what i'm eating and i want them to eat shitty too so i don't feel uh, about it. yeah that makes that's sense. really what's going on no that that makes sense i that makes me feel better about it is i would rather that be what people are feeling than like you know. But it comes out as, oh, you're a douche. Yeah. Well, because there's the common mentality is like, hey, man, you live once. You might as well die happy eating what you like. And you hear that from people all the time whenever you're like, oh, I'm trying to eat better. And it's not even like a diet. I, I hate I, I don't like the word diet. Neither does Casey, because we I, used to say either. Yeah, we used to say that word and we started changing it to um, not even lifestyle, which it is, but uh, more just like just even more generally speaking, just like, oh, we're trying to do better. 
trying not to eat mm-hmm. we're trying not to eat so much crap and we're eating less or it doesn't necessarily mean less food but we're eating less junk and more good things and we feel better yeah. and so we feel better and you look better and you weigh less and you're you're more alert and you can you, you can bring words to your vocabulary quicker which was an ironic <laughs> sentence to, <laughs> to stumble on but um there's a lot that goes into it man there's a lot that goes yeah. into it. it's good stuff and I, I feel like the winter time, that's my sneak attack time because like I, a lot of people try to get in shape like spring and then summer, their beach bods, whatever. I like, I, Casey will tell you this, like when I got in probably the best shape of my life a few years ago, I started in the fall. I started in September and then by the time May rolled around, things were going very well. And just like washboard abs and well, rock hard pecs. I don't know that they, I mean, I wouldn't say washboard, uh, if you were I, just I'm, just bored just bored just like a bo- okay yeah just um, like plank just like one two by four mm-hmm. like it was firm but the, you you're not washing anything on it fair cutting board. but it was like it was it was like yeah cutting board. cutting board out. that's the better <laughs> yeah. um so um so that's my thing i'm doing now is like you like you wear baggy hoodies and yeah man you're all bundled up all winter uh-huh. and nobody knows uh-huh. what's happening and then in the springtime you're like bam I'm hot. And I'm, and I'm trying not to focus. I'm trying to focus on the lifestyle of it all. So, like, I went to the gym yesterday. I left my hoodie on, and I'm sweating, and I was doing, like, my weights and a little bit of cardio. And um, I'm trying not to look in the mirror, the thing where you're, like, watching yourself lift weights. Because it can be motivating to do that. Yeah. But this yeah, time around, I, I'm trying to... I never found that motivating. <laughs> no. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess teachers are... <laughs> but I, this time around, I'm trying to be I'm trying to be more like, this is my life. This is what I'm doing because I, I feel better, and I enjoy doing it. And I'm not going to get a better on, way to look at it. Yeah. I'm not going to get on the scale every morning and I'm not going to torture myself when we go out to eat. I'm just going to make just, we're just going to make good decisions. Or I'm going to try yeah. to make good decisions for my health and for my future sake. And, uh, and then, you know, the benefits are just the bonus. Yeah. I'm going to give one of our, um, our, our common friends, uh, one of our friends in common. Why did I say that's such a weird way to say it. I could have just said one of our friends. I'm mm-hmm. going to give one of our friends a shout out, Tyler. Um, I was listening to Stuart Hardy's podcast the other day. Um, and he had, do you remember John Warden? Were you in school with John Warden? I was. Um, and Stuart and I were actually, <coughs> excuse me, we were actually messaging on Snapchat about that episode the other day. To which, yeah. if you're listening, Stuart, I know I texted it to you, but I also vocalize it. I'm going to listen to your podcast. I promise. I just have... It's it's hard. it's really good. It's it's so hard. Yeah, it I'm is really, hard. I'm, I'm very interested. It's just, I mean, you know, you're an avid yeah. podcast listener. It is almost impossible. You start to get a little bit behind, and you have like, even if you only have like five or six podcasts you're into, it's just, yep, it's just the toughest thing. And then adding another one, I don't even, I don't even listen to this podcast. I mean, I I would love to, Josh. Well, you live it. I'd love to. I don't have time. I'm sure it's great. Uh, but it is. I'll tell you, it is great. <laughs> Not, spo- um, not sponsored. St- Stuart actually told me a secret ab- about the production of his podcast, which I won't spoil here. I'll tell you after we get done recording, Tyler. Uh, it's very impressive. Cool. But all right, Stuart, like I like his podcast too because he's got the video component to it. Right. So if you like, if you're able, if you're not driving or something, to watch the video, like it definitely adds. Um, but he and John Warden were talking about working out and like eating right. Um, like he and John have both lost quite a bit of weight we should say Stuart's podcast is called not your mother's podcast um great great art by the way uh so you should look it up um but they were talking about this whole thing and like I think I think John was like making the point they kind of both were but like 
talking about it as like this is just a thing I do because the I should be doing this and it makes me feel better. And so like looking at it as like I don't like I'm not trying to get to a goal weight. I'm not trying to like there I don't have an objective in mind. This is just like something I do to keep myself healthy and make myself feel better. Like when you start looking at it like that, it takes all that pressure off of like I want to lose 20 pounds and I want to look a certain way and I want to you know do this and do that. All of that will come if you're eating better and if you're being oh, active, I you know, it. a few times a week. I was trying really hard not to make the noise I just made. The fork hitting the bowl. <laughs> I'm eating egg whites as we're talking. I was gonna say you're you're eating well, actually. Uh, eating, you got some egg whites over there. Eating some egg whites and turkey bacon, which uh, that's like a weekend food because I'm trying not to even do yeah turkey bacon in the mornings. Um, I mean, it's protein. It is, but yeah. So like, I I <clears throat> I like that mindset. I think that's a healthier mindset. Yeah. About the whole thing of like no, I, I just, this is just something I do to stay I healthy. Definitely need to listen to that episode. And as a matter of fact, I think that's why it came up. I, there was a picture I put on Snapchat of something, I don't, I don't, food or gym or something related. They actually, he, they talked about Snapchat in that episode. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. And how like it's, it's helping motivate people, them. Too. Oh, that's what it was. That's what yeah. it was. He said something to me and I was like, well, I said, I hate, cause it was, oh, I know what it was. I posted a picture of the, the sled at the gym, that thing you get behind and weight it yeah. down and push it. I'll put yeah. a picture of that and, uh, you know, talking about how much it sucks or whatever. And he made a comment, and I was like, I hate posting that stuff. I really do. I don't I don't like posting pictures about the gym and, and definitely like people that post pictures like of their body and they're flexing and stuff. But you know what? If your heart's in the right place and it's an accountability move, then it's it's definitely a good thing. You have a platform. If you do it right, agree. if you do it right, yeah. you've got a platform where you can literally hold yourself accountable to a thousand people on social media yeah. and whether whether they're they're subconsciously holding you accountable, whether they like it or not, like if they don't see a picture for a while or if they're not hearing any, you know, then yeah, then anyways, I, I think there's something. Especially if you've built up a network of like other people that are like minded. Exactly. Well, when I was you're doing all Spartan, holding your, each other accountable. When I was doing the Spartan thing, it's funny because I, I about probably once a month, someone on Instagram uh, that I don't know, but that they're a part of the Spartan community, they start following me. And I haven't done anything yeah. Spartan related lately, but every time I see a guy or man or woman and you know they're it's a very close-knit community and they start following you and you go look at pictures and you see them rolling around in the mud doing these spartan races every time i see that i'm like ah oh, man i really got to get back because i haven't the funny thing is like i haven't up, uploaded anything on instagram in a while so um the last thing you see is a bunch of that back when i was in you know decent shape a couple years ago and doing the spartan stuff so that that even that small thing really makes me want to just get just get it I know. Like I, I often think back. I think you came to a few gym nights with us back yeah. when I was uh, still working at True Green. Cardinal Fitness. Me and Jeremy, and yeah, me and Jeremy, Brad Cranston, right before I got married, and uh, a few other guys, Tom Mello, yeah. um, and those guys. But like, uh, oh, fucking. Uh, I didn't know David. Dude, I knew zero shits about fitness back in those days. I remember going out there. Yeah, me either. I think you and me both actually. I remember. Going Tom out did. There. Tom was like. Tom was teaching me a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I remember. Tom and um, I think even Jeremy, David, even Jeremy was pretty. I mean, he knew some, some. He not. The, I think you know he knew yeah. things to do at the gym. And how many David? Were, David Brown was like coaching me too. Like David I remember Brown, any David like any time. Yeah, anytime David went with us, um, I ended up in so much pain. 
Which I always is, felt better afterwards, but yeah, which is, well, that's what you, that's exactly what you want. So yeah. I remember in those days, like I, I really didn't get results. I would lift heavy things and I didn't, I wasn't really sore the next day. And I just, I just, it wasn't for me. And I stopped doing it. Like I went a few times and my first time really going to the gym was when I was 20 and I wasn't, you know, I, I was never in great shape, but I also wasn't like a, you know, I wasn't super out of shape. I was always just kind of, you know, fine. I was just kind of soft doughy as pete would call it like i was always yeah. kind of like that but it was never like like i was playing sports and i was athletic which helped but i never had like muscle tone that was defined because i was actually yeah. you know, like furnishing it into what i wanted it to be so once i started doing that and i got a routine down and youtube is your best friend if you're listening mm-hmm. and you're like ah oh, this stuff sounds like things i want to start doing just go on youtube and watch don't just watch one video because there's going to be 10 different videos about the same thing and they'll all be different but what you do is you watch a conglomerate of these videos and read a conglomerate of these articles, and then you decide what you want to do. It should be fun. You decide yeah. what you want your, and that goes for that goes for food and and exercise. I mean, one thing that I'm really, <coughs> excuse me, still trying to get over this cough. One thing I'm really figuring out is caloric deficit, and I've always known about it, but now that I'm really looking into it, it's it's crazy. Like when you're looking at losing weight, you know, you always hear what, you know, your, your, your most productive weight loss is not exercise, it's diet. And the reason that that's a thing, I mean, building muscle is important because muscle eats fat, but what's really crazy is if you think about like you go to the gym and you work out for two hours at the end of that workout, your caloric deficit for the two hours is 500 calories. Mm. If you eat a, uh, even a junior bacon cheeseburger, from Mickey D's or Wendy's or whatever, you undo all that calorie caloric deficit. So it's calories out, calories in, just like that. And one burger, you're done. You're right back where you started. So the key is if you want to lose, so a pound of fat is 3,500 calories. So in a day's time, you're naturally burning calories throughout the day. And then in addition to naturally burning calories, you are allotted, once you have that amount, once you figure that out, you are allotted um, X amount of calories you can eat to break even, which is your main mm-hmm. ta- your maintenance weight, which a lot of people, that's a good place to be because then you know what you can eat, how many calories at the end of the week, if it balances out 3,500 a day. Um, the, 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 I guess the point is this, at the end of the week, if you're at a 3,500 calorie deficit for the entire week, you've lost a pound. If, you've, mm-hmm. if you're at a 7,000 calorie deficit, you've lost two, two pounds, obviously. So th- the whole thing that's so intriguing is the combination, the one-two punch. So the cool thing with Fitbit, if you're tracking, um, and there's other there's other platforms for this too. Mister, we really are just getting into this, but it's okay because I'm hoping that I like it. I'm hoping at least somebody's listening. That's like, oh, this is interesting, and I'm not a know-it-all, but you could learn with me. Like this is a really neat thing. So, so if you're there's a ton of platforms, there's apps where you can go in and track what you're eating. You can scan a barcode, you can type it in. Everything's there. Trust me. You can pretty much anything uh, that is mainstream food at all. You buy it at a grocery store. It's on these platforms. You track what you eat. Now your Fitbit is tracking your activity. So it's, it's right Mm -hmm. now telling you what your calorie loss is. It's telling you what you've, uh, it's telling you, so it'll tell you what your calories you've eaten for the day, but it'll also tell you your calories you've burned. So what'll end up happening is if you're tracking both of those things, 
it may be four o'clock in the afternoon and you've got 700 calories left for the day. But as you're moving around and your body is naturally burning off calories, now you wait about two hours and now you might have 900 calories in your day. So you're, you're always by bedtime that night, the goal is to either even it out or have a deficit. If you're trying to lose weight, you're going to want, you know, to figure out what, what rate you want to lose weight at and then create that deficit. And then if you want to go deeper, you want to balance your calories, which is made up of protein, fat, and carbs. And you want to figure out what amount of those things, proteins, fat, you don't want to have an allotted amount of calories and then be all carbs or all fats. You want to balance out those three things, depending on what your goals are. And it's just unbelievable. Also, we don't eat enough protein. You're supposed to have a ton of protein every day. And it's really hard unless you're really focusing on getting that protein in your body. But protein is going to help uh, maintain your muscle and speed up your metabolism. There's just so many things. It's a lot. It's really cool. Interesting. Watch YouTube videos, read articles, and then figure out what you want to do. And it's not a one size fits all. That's what I used to think that it's eat healthy and it or or there's the word diet. You know, diet and exercise yeah. used to always be thrown around. And you can create your own fun little world. You just figure out what you want it to be, and then you just gotta live it. Stick to it. Interesting. And for the people following along at home, um, calorics are those things in Star Wars that make you in tune with the Force, correct? <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. Midi, I just wanted to make sure we're... Midi calorics. The the mini ones. The, the really, really small ones. <laughs> mini, mini calorics. The mini calorics. Um, <laughs> um, no, that's really interesting. And it, like, <coughs> I, I like the... Making mockery of my, my health talk is fine. <laughs> No, I've I've literally had that joke queued up You're like, uh, stop, ever since please ever since talking, you said please. caloric intake. Just take a freaking <laughs> breath so I can make my Star Wars joke. Um, <laughs> no, I that is really interesting though. Um, I haven't really done that deep of a dive. I just know like when your heart rate is above like a certain level, that's when you like you actually start burning calories and fat. Sure. So like, I all I know is you get your cardio up before you do any like resistance training or strength training or anything like that right. and then you keep you keep your heart rate up the whole time so it's a constant burn and then you do the you know the burn down the, the cool down like at the end of your workout right and, yeah and one thing i i know. i do and i've i've done this really forever it's just like a half mile run not even a sprint just a half mile jog you'll for most people a half mile like on a treadmill or outside if you can you'll break a sweat um if you don't like that or your knees bad knees or whatever obviously there's a ton of options you can do elliptical um any long, a lot of people that are going to the gym and they're doing this long distance cardio stuff, you, you'll see a ton of videos online about this, but you know, that is something that's common is when you're doing long distance cardio, the only reason you're going to lose weight is because you are burning calories quickly, obviously, right? you know, obviously, and it's not very fun. Like if you're someone that hates weight training and only wants to run, then fine, that's great. Go for it. But see, I, I hate running. Yeah. A lot of people do. So that's the thing is like do a quick jog and then hit the weights, find some machines, find them things, find some things you enjoy and then just hit it. Yeah. That's it. I think it's, a, I think it's important to point out too, that you're, you're absolutely not going to enjoy it the first few times, no. probably the first, maybe many times. Well, if you're doing it, but if you're doing it right, you won't enjoy it. Right. Because if you're, but, if you're not doing it right, you'll feel like you're, you'll feel like you're, in a good rhythm but if you're not super sore the next day like if you're just starting yeah. an intense workout like weight training and you can put shampoo in your hair the next morning and yeah and it just feels fine then you need yeah. to you need to step it up a little bit probably didn't probably didn't go hard enough i just started tire flipping I, those oh big man. tires dude yeah. it's awesome but it is a full body 
yeah. between that and the sled. And then there's the, Dude, you're, the Thor. You the, need you need a montage like Ben Affleck had in Batman v Superman. Ah, uh, yeah, that's what I need to do because I'm like Ben Affleck. I should. Uh, you pretty much are. <laughs> Um, they've got the big Thor hammer. Like it's like super heavy. I don't know what it weighs actually. Probably 30, 40 pounds. This Uh giant hammer. And you just beat the crap out of the tire with it. You just, yeah, I've I've seen that beat it and it feels so great. Yeah. It's good, man. I can, I can imagine that'd be good for like getting all your frustration of the week out too. Yeah. Well, all all, all, all of that is, I mean the sled, you know, that's part of it. Like whether it's frustration or stress or just whatever it is, like, all those thoughts, like they just melt away while you're doing that stuff because you're just all those. It's like the idea of beating the shit out of something with a hammer. Yeah. It's nice. This just sounds so fun. Endorphins are rushing. Yeah. Your midichlorians are up. I remember like I've, I've been, I've been talking like I'm going to get back into it. I still feel like I want to get back into it, but I just remember when we were going like, we were going like four nights a week to the gym. Um, and not Wednesday nights, obviously. (laughs) <laughs> um, but for obvious we reasons, were, <laughs> we were going like four nights a week to the gym and, um, it was great. Like I, like I, and it got to where I wasn't necessarily like, no, nah, that's not true. Cause I was enjoying, I was going to say I wasn't necessarily enjoying the workout, but <coughs> eventually I started enjoying the workout too, but I was definitely enjoying how I felt like afterwards and not just because like I had more confidence cause I didn't, I know that I thinned out a little bit and like my muscle definition was a little better, but it was more about literally just how I felt. Like it's I felt more alert. I felt, you know, like I just, I felt brighter. Yeah. If that makes sense. It, it, um, it's really weird how it works, man. Like you can, you can almost trick your mind into thinking you are, you are like, you could not be any better. You could not look, I mean, I don't know really how to sum it up, but you, you're right. Like a couple workouts and you are, it's just a, it's just an awesome feeling. Yeah, confidence confidence like is a big part of it. And then as you build that confidence, like your workouts get better because you start believing. You already know now what you can lift and what your goals are mm-hmm. and what you're, you know, what you're aspiring to get. Yeah, and to. then when you start when you start like breaking those and you start like doing more, you're like, oh my gosh, this is working. Yeah, yeah. When that's that that's is true. Cool. Yeah, weights. When you start putting more weights on the bar and. Good stuff. We did legs yesterday, which is my least favorite thing. I think that's the case for a lot of people. Yep. Uh, we did legs, and I'm, I'll be honest. Like, I'm a little sore today, but I'm upset at how I'm, my legs were shaking yesterday. Like uh-huh. we uh, we did squ- I mean, we did you know all the leg things, and I was like just could barely walk sitting in my car. I just felt so I was just done. And I'm not that sore today, and I'm not happy about it. I'd rather be a little more hmm. sore. So that's that's time to, time to hit it again today. Uh, yeah, well, no, I won't do back-to-back leg days. <laughs> no, that's nobody should. I think <laughs> that's how that's how you get like inverted knees and yeah, everything else that happens to people. Yeah, you, um, you, gotta, you definitely got to be yeah. Disclaimer: Be careful. Maybe maybe consult a, a trainer. Maybe YouTube is not should not be your sole trainer. But I will say for me, it <clears throat> it was a good pairing between myself and some of these YouTube artists or fitness people yeah. that. Some people want to sell you a product and you got to watch out for that. But there's some people that are really genuinely just like giving you some pointers and trying to help you out. And, uh, those are good ones. Likes and dislikes are always something to look at when you're talking fitness. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Well, with any YouTube video, I guess, but especially that, cause you don't want to get horrible <clears throat> advice because someone's trying to sell you a crappy product. Yeah. 
That's... Uh, which will also become obvious if there's like tons of links in the comments. Yeah. Below the video. <laughs> um, so Tyler, you mentioned something a second ago that I want to circle back to. Okay. Um, you were talking about the giant Thor hammer at the gym. And I would like to know if you've seen Ragnarok yet. Dude, I just saw Spider-Man Homecoming last night. Okay, well, we can talk about that. Okay, I just that, but I, that's <laughs> when you have two kids. That's about the delay, just so you know. And those are the movies that you really want to see. Hmm. So that was <laughs> it was like a nervous <laughs> laugh. Oh, <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, no, boy. really, we saw Spider-Man last night for the first time. I what did you think? I rented it on FiOS. We friggin' loved it. I want to watch it is again that, right now. Is that an own movie? It, for you? It, it actually is, and I'm upset because I rented it uh, on FiOS, but no, I need to buy it on Apple TV. So I gambled and lost basically because in those, I've also I've also done the flip flop where I'm just like, ah, I'm gonna want to own it, and I buy it, and then I'm like, ah, I'm not gonna want to yeah. ever watch that again. So yeah, it's one of those. So now you spent like an extra four bucks or something. Six bucks, yeah. Oh, sucks. wow. Yeah, it's five ninety nine on FiOS. I mean, it was the same on both Apple TV and FiOS. But uh, anyways, oh. a movie. It was. I mean, it was worth the six bucks, anyways. And you know yeah. what? The other thing is too. When you don't, we're definitely not going to the theater as much with the kids. I mean, it's a whole. I mean, people that are listening that are parents know this. Like, it's a when you want to go to a theater for a movie, it is a planned out. It's like a whole event. Because before kids, it's like, hey, what do you want to do tonight? Hey, we should go see that movie. Hey, we should pull a double header. Go see both those movies you want to see. Like, yeah. you would just do that kind of thing. Spread well, like like Cecilia and I did when we went and saw Ragnarok. Like, we were like... Was it that? Was it the same day that we got our tickets? Right? Like, for Ragnarok? It was, like, earlier that same day, right? Yeah. We were like, hey, want to go see Ragnarok? Yeah. Okay, let's get our tickets. So we got our tickets, and then we just went that night. Yeah, there you go. That's how it goes. So It was like pretty spur of so the So here's moment. my version of it. It's like, hey, you want to see this movie? It's like, yeah, I want to see it. You want to try to see it in theaters? I mean, we can try. All right, what do you think? And let's look at the calendar. All right, so it looks like uh, next month. It should still be there by next <laughs> Friday. Uh, that's the 12th. <laughs> Let me. You want me to call my mom first? Or you want to call your mom? <laughs> uh, let's try your mom, and if that doesn't work. And then you do that, and then you try to get a sitter lined up. And then it's a matter of, okay, now it's a movie at a theater. we got to be on schedule, so make sure we get them there by this time. Leave the food, mm-hmm. the diapers, and the wipes. Make sure everything's there. Now, here's the problem. Like, if it's a late movie and the kids have a bedtime, so we got to respect that. So we need to make sure we go in that perfect window. Maybe, like, the movie starts at, like, 6.30, uh, and then it's going to wrap up around 8.30. Going to get the kids by 9, get them home, get them to bed. And by the time you do all of that, even if the movie's fantastic, it's just so much it's just like, yeah, let's just wait till it comes out on Apple TV or Fios. We'll wait till the kids go to bed one night on a Saturday. It's going to be kind of chilly outside, and we'll just kind of curl up and rent it and just watch it, and that'll be fine. Well, you, and that's what we did, you know, and that's what we've done for so many movies. You know when you're, like, trying to figure out how long the movie will be in theaters? Oh, yeah, yeah. We're you're, like, like well, that's already, like, you're already going down a bad road. Yeah, it's just true. Yeah. It's like, well, no, this is a Marvel movie, so we're going to have to stay after the credits uh because there's going to be the little uh bonus clips yeah. at the end so i'm thinking we definitely need to tack on 10 minutes for that i don't know that we can do that because you know my my yeah. mom has to be up for that thing the next day and the kids have to go to bed well, and anyways that's so, what i have to look forward to yeah so the point is it's not a bad thing you wouldn't trade it but it just definitely well, changes when i tell people when people are like bro you just saw spider-man or like dude thor is so great why don't you go see it i'm like dude calm your tits like you don't understand <laughs> You don't know. You don't know I get it. until I didn't know. I would. I mean, I don't it. get it, but I understand. Yeah, I, 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 it's just very. It's very. Um, it's it's one of those things where 
it's different. But anyways, the point I was making is financially speaking, when you're like, oh man, I rented the movie and now I want to buy the movie, it will still cost me a whole lot less even now to still, buy it after having spent $6 to rent it than yeah. a night at the theater. Yeah, still less than a night at the movies. But let's talk um, about the movie. Let's let's talk about it for at least um, a minute. Well, for at least at least a minute. Well, or, and also, are we are we gonna? Is it late enough in the game to say spoilers are okay? Because that wouldn't have been okay for me yesterday morning. Listen, I think spoilers are fine. Um, we'll just say we're going to talk about spoilers. So if anybody uh, also has kids and hasn't seen it yet, let's say we won't talk about it for f- more than five minutes. So if you want to do a, like a okay, fast, fair. a five minute fast forward, you're gonna be safe. Okay, fair. Okay. Uh, starting now. Starting now. Okay. So I think casting... Um, Set timer for um, five minutes. <laughs> Done. I love a good countdown. Okay. Siri loves a good countdown. Oh, my Siri yeah, is from Australia. Does. I don't know if you've... Yeah, I, I yeah. noticed that. Um, <clears throat> her countdown sounded inappropriate. You what? I love a good countdown. <laughs> I love a good countdown um, from Down Under. <laughs> so... I think casting um, Michael Keaton as oh, the Vulture, dude, he was. was just... I was so skeptical because, like, I look. He's Jack Frost. I'll, He's Beetlejuice. I'll just I mean. I'll just be honest. Yeah, he is. And I'll just be <laughs> honest right now. I don't. I don't like Michael Keaton as Batman. Oh no! I don't like no, him. No. I, I don't like him of, or Val Kilmer as Batman. That. Um, he was. But great, he dude, was a he? badass in this movie. He was so good. And that and like, scene, I, that scene I, in the car when he's giving him a warning. Yes, I yes. was like, I I had chills, man. It creeped me out. I'm like, he's really nailing this because he, yeah, he. It was that thing, that certain quality that like Heath Ledger, the thing where you can smile, but it's so the, through your words. Yep, it's so evil. Yeah, it's so, like, it was so good. It's like the captain on How I Met Your Mother. Exactly, like, his eyes were angry, but his mouth was smiling. Yeah, which makes it even more terrifying. I yeah, like he. Oh yeah, Marshall. I, oh, he loves it. Wants to he murder hates you. It. He loves it. Wants to murder you. Oh, that's wants great. to eat ice cream. Wants to eat your brains. <laughs> um, I yeah. So he's like, he did such a. I think they did a great job of like humanizing that character too, because he wasn't all bad. He was a family no, guy. Exactly. Yeah. And he like his business fell apart, you know, like when the government cleanup crew came in. And so like you can sort of understand why he got into what he was doing. It did like it did kind of like it affected him, obviously, like psychologically and and every other way. Like so he was not a good person, but I like that they humanized his character. And I'll tell you what else they nailed. No matter how much you hate him and you love Peter Parker, obviously, and you're pulling for the protagonist. At the end, when you think there's a chance he's dead, uh, Vulture, oh, yeah. <clears throat> it's really sad. Like, Casey and I both were like, oh, yeah. no, I hope he didn't die just now. And then when he gets rescued by Spider-Man, and then the very last scene when mm-hmm. he basically is, you know he's got a good heart at that point, when he uh, says, well, you know what he says. I actually won't even say that just because that, even if even though we spoiled quite a bit, like that's still a pretty cool thing at the end. That he says, yeah, and the, you know what I'm talking about, right? The prison, yeah. So yeah. that's like it's good, and and they're also setting you up for maybe some kind of a maybe not, maybe it's the last time so we see him, but they if they wanted it's, to, it's possibly it's possibly a tie into like the Sinister Six oh. or something like that, like with you know Hobgoblin and Vulture, yeah, and like, but but you, you know, know a bunch of them, 
if that's the case, though, it doesn't seem like they left you off. I mean, unless unless they want to tie it in and say that he did that because he wants him to himself. And he yeah, which is else. like, I feel like you could almost interpret it that way. Yeah. Because like he wants when he gets out, like he's got business he wants to take care of. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I, I, I like that. Uh, I like that they gave Peter Parker a love interest and um, that it wasn't, you know, anybody that everybody was talking about or expecting just because yep. it's not time for that yet, which I think is awesome. Yep. They're following the comics a little closer there. And I also. But then at the end. Huge. This is a huge spoiler. Yeah. The biggest plot twist to the whole movie. Yep. I had no earthly idea that it was coming. I didn't even begin. I, I, I'm usually good about that stuff. When that door opens, when that door opened, I, I, even then it didn't hit me. I'm like, oh, no, what's Fulcher doing at his date's house? Like, yeah. And then, yeah, I, just minds were blown. I had no idea. I li- And I don't even react like I reacted. I reacted like a total fan reaction to a movie, which I don't normally do. I literally sat up on the couch and was like, shut up. Like I did one of those, like <laughs> shut up. And then you I did, you did a thing that the guy that was sitting next to us at Thor did the whole movie. Oh, was there was a lot of that at, during Thor? Like a lot of, uh, so much. Well, oh, I can't wait to see it, man. I can't wait to see it. No, no, no. Sorry. There, there weren't a lot of those moments. Yeah. Thor was great. Yeah. There weren't a lot of those moments. It was just that guy. For some reason, that guy was like, like Cecilia and I were just talking about it. I would describe it like a, a church member at a Southern Baptist church during a sermon. <laughs> so that's what he inter- sounded like. A lot of interaction with the movie in terms of. So he was like, mm, Oh, mm, Oh man. Oh, yep. That's good. Okay. All right. Like there was a lot of that happening during the movie. Uh, we're done with Spider-Man. It's not okay. We're done with Spider-Man. Um, um so, so on a, on a I, five I'm star excited to see Thor in three months, uh, on a Saturday night when it's available to purchase. <laughs> No, I really want to see it, and I really want to see it in theaters. All right, on a uh, on a on a five star rating scale, yeah. what would you give Spider Man? I the only reason I'd give it four out of five is because five seems too cliche to say you love a movie and then give it five. I I I, I would not have wanted anything to go differently. I would give it four as well, but just because it was really really good. I don't yeah I don't necessarily know that I have like specific instances of anything I thought was wrong with it. Um, I just don't think it's the best movie I've ever seen. It's the best Spider-Man movie by far, I think. Oh, see, I'm still like, and I know people don't agree with this. The original, the Amazing Spider-Man Two. Oh, I don't know that I even saw that. Oh, yeah, I did. That's the one with uh, Andrew Garfield's second movie. That's the one where Gwen Stacy dies at the end. Yeah, yeah, that was really good. To me, that's that is by far my favorite Spider-Man movie. I, I that think had the reason everything. I like the I, I I think the reason is because this is like as a whole, it's just real life Spider-Man. People fast forwarded five minutes and we're still talking about Spider-Man. But no spoilers <laughs> at this point. But I, yeah. I think it's just so um this just feels so organic. And I'm gonna be honest, I mean I'm a huge Tony Stark fan. The fact that there's so many tie-ins yeah. and, and that John Favreau is such a relevant role in the movie is really cool too. So yeah. I I like that it's finally like part of the Marvel cinematic yeah, universe fold. So, so because of that, because of that really obvious thing, yeah. that that's probably part of it for me. Um But I if if this if Spider Man Homecoming has been had been like it had all the action, all the set pieces, the characters are great, it's part of the Marvel universe. If it had the emotional resonance that 
the Amazing Spider-Man two had, then it would definitely be my favorite Spider-Man right. movie. Yeah, they did. Maybe that's the they one thing. They went more like after the comedy genre, I think. On this one, anyways, yeah. it was lighter. I mean, like he is in high school, so that's fine. Sure, it's possible um, though, because it was a it was an origin, obviously. So it's possible mm. that they get to that point. So maybe by the time t- I agree, by the time the next one comes out, which I think is next year, maybe by then you have yeah. different thoughts. I th- I think the next movie Spider-Man's going to be in though is uh, Infinity War, the first part. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Which well, should be actually, I should I think it should be summer of 2018 i was really confused yeah. at the end again i'm not going to spoil this but i was really confused at the end uh i guess the the skirt around here for the people that have seen it where it's still not a spoiler the press conference part mm-hmm. at the very end with the suit and you know i was yeah. a little confused because i'm like wait that's not how this story goes and then you know yeah but i liked it i did no no, like no, no it's good it's good I, I really liked it too i just it was a little that whole scene was it was interesting and I yeah. like I like the the term again. I don't feel like this is a spoiler. It's probably even in the previews. Like I like the way that um, that Tony Stark says "friendly neighborhood Spider Man" like he's saying it for the first time ever. Yeah, like he doesn't like. It's so funny because that's like he's coining the term. Yeah, like he coined like like they're basically giving Tony Stark credit for coining the phrase "just a friendly just a friendly neighborhood Spider Man." Yeah, like I don't want you to be whatever. I forgot how he worded. He's like, why don't you just be like a friendly neighborhood Spider Man? And I thought that was so fantastic. Like, oh, there it is. That's now forever. When you hear that, it's going to yeah. be because Tony Stark said it. It was. It was so good. Oh, the scene with the. Uh, I'm not going to spoil the scene with the, uh, the 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 fairy. Loved it. Like as far as oh, action yeah. scenes go, I thought that was yeah. really cool. Really intense. Yeah. It was. Yeah. That like that was Spider-Man: Homecoming's train about to fall off the tracks in. Toby Maguire's Spider-Man. Right. Actually, I think I thought of that too. Yeah. Which like, I, I like that they still did something like that. Yeah. It was good, man. It was fun. I, I will say, um, like getting back to Thor just quickly. Um, this was by far my favorite Thor movie that they've made so far. Oh, wow. Okay. Which I like, I didn't expect to be as impressed by a Thor movie as I was because I didn't really care for the first two. Um, they're definitely not anywhere near my favorite Marvel movies, but like just as movies in general, to me, they weren't great. Um, but this movie, the like, and I don't often say this about movies either, but the soundtrack was killer. The, like the whole like eighties over the top, like neon crazy vibe vibe I got from the the previews. And I didn't know how that was going to translate, but like you're telling it, me it worked it was great oh it's so so good cool so good so like i would say ragnarok is in definitely in my top five marvel movies possibly in my top three wow it's really good well we're gonna have to go see that man yeah got us <laughs> figure so, it all out start start working so on logistics in, in three months we'll circle back on that one <laughs> no i'll, I'll try to um I'll I'll try to see if I can get get to that one in the theater because it's got a few more weeks there. It's pretty good. I I would say that one is probably. Yeah, I would say it's definitely worth seeing in the theater. Did you do three D? Uh, no. I I don't think either one of us really likes three D. There's there's certain movies where I've been really impressed with it, but for, as a whole, you know, it doesn't really do a whole lot for me. For you yeah, know, it doesn't it, really like, add a whole it kinda lot. It kind of like 
it it kind of makes my head hurt a little bit. I don't have issues like that, but there's certain like I think Jurassic World was one that was really good in 3D. Um, oh, I could see that. There's a few. If there's a like, few like Avatar. I know that was a that was a given. That was kind of the pioneer. But yeah. there's a couple where um, I'm trying to think. There's one. There was a space one that was like mind blowing. Because any space movies in 3D can. Oh, be cool. I uh, was not, it not Interstellar. Um, the other one, Sandra Bullock one. Gravity. 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 That one I could definitely see being crazy. Yeah, because 3D. the 3D they dude. They I was the stars I was like floating hyperventilating. In watching that movie and yeah like on a regular screen yeah that was really really good in 3d that movie made me feel like i, I couldn't breathe no that was that was tough man that was another so one good. of those shut up yeah um <laughs> anyway i would say thor is worth seeing in theaters just because okay there's there's it's like it's a lot of big like it's over the top but like delightfully so cool it's really good all right i like it um, i'll do it i will yeah. do it plus so i'm a big gladiator fan and it seemed very uh well based on the trailer it seemed like there was so some good gladiator-esque yeah. moments based on the trailer i think people like i gathered this beforehand i think people could gather this beforehand like based on the trailer what they're sort of doing is they're mixing the ragnarok storyline with the planet hulk storyline so the planet hulk storyline for anybody that's not familiar like after the events of age of ultron um Hulk through no will of his own gets stuffed into a spaceship and like just shot into space. And so he ends up like, this is not in the movie. They don't really explain this in the movie. Hulk doesn't really explain why he's on this planet. So they sort of leave it very ambiguous, but Hulk lands on this planet, not of his own free will. Um, And it's just this planet of like, like there's this one guy and he like sort of runs the show and there's like crazy gladiator fights and stuff like that. So like, that's what Hulk's been doing like all this time. So that's the planet Hulk storyline. And then like, so planet Hulk is all about like Hulk being on this super savage planet. And like, he's just a gladiator and he's like, just like going full Hulk on this planet. Like there's nothing to bring him back to the human side of him. Um, so they kind of mix that storyline with the Ragnarok storyline, which is, all about like Thor and um, uh, fuck. I almost said Hyberheim, but that's from Skyrim, not from Thor. Whatever the Loki, whatever the land is, oh, no, whatever oh, the land is that they live in. Yeah, I can't remember. Anyway, but like, so like they're they're two separate storylines, sure. and they kind of mixed them both for this movie. But I think they did it really well. Cool. Um, so it's really really good. Okay, I gotta I gotta do it. That's good. Got to do it. Uh, and just, if you want to talk about it in detail and set a five minute timer, I'll just take my headphones out and walk away. And we get to and... see a short haired Thor. Yeah. He's, he's movie. quite the stud man in the, in the trailer. Yeah. So I'm like, gosh, man, that dude, he looks a lot better with the short hair. I got to say. Yeah. Yeah. I man, I man crush a little bit on, I won't, on those Hemsworth boys. I won't talk about it in detail, Casey man. Likes, Casey I, likes him like, a whole lot. If anybody says they don't, they're lying. Yeah. I'm just saying. Well, I mean, I mean, they're just, they're studs and then they just talk with those Australian accents. It's just like, I, know. I mean, I know. Cecilia swears that Thor at some point in the movie said mate. Mm. Uh, do you remember like approximately where? Yeah. When he was in Hulk's room. When they were like talking? Yeah. Okay. So like in, in one of the scenes of dialogue between Thor and Hulk, Cecilia is positive. She heard 
Thor say mate. So keep your ears open for that. Because <laughs> I think right. I want to watch it again and like see if I can catch it because I think that's hilarious. I will look for it. Because Thor is not supposed to be Australian. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just funny to me if Chris Hemsworth just somehow let his Australian come out for just a second in a scene and nobody caught it. Nobody <laughs> in the entire Cecilia's Marvel like, wait, did you just say mate? Caught, caught <laughs> mate. <laughs> Hulk's like, uh, I think you've been away from home too long. You don't sound like yourself. Um, yeah, it's really good. I, I would say go and see it. All right. Um, what else, man? Oh, so, I mean, we're just all over the place today, but you were just talking about, before we like actually started recording, you were talking about Call of Duty. Yeah, World no, War these II. are, these are, these are good topics. Cause we haven't had a good, we're kind of going back to the roots here. We haven't had a good, uh, pop talk in a while as far as yeah. movies and games and things that are <clears throat> so relevant. You really, really like Call of Duty World, Call of Dirty, Call of World Dirty? War II. That's the porn. That's, um, that's the, yeah, that's the porn parody. And we don't talk about that. <laughs> Call of Dirty. Uh, <laughs> man okay there's a little bit of me that wishes i was in that industry because i feel like i could make so much money off of that and i don't feel like anybody's doing it right now um unless they are in which case hats off to you sir or madam um so the first question i want to ask about call of duty world war Two: did you play battlefield one i did not i've never played a battlefield game oh damn okay so i'm i'm wondering what the comparison is going to be between battlefield one and Call of Duty World War Two. Battlefield One is obviously about World War One, um, and what they did was they did like uh, I forget what they kept calling them, but it was like it wasn't a continuous through line. Like so, you weren't playing the same person all the way through like the storyline of the game. It was like different periods and different locations with different characters, and you would play through that one like thing oh. and then you would finish it and then you go to a different place with different characters in a different setting i've only played uh so far i've played one or two that might be what's happening i think i don't know yet it's it's really premature in the campaign i've only played a little bit of the campaign but um okay well i say a little bit i mean it's probably an hour and a half worth but i you know watching all the prologue and everything that's come that comes with it um yeah, it's, so are you getting like are you getting like there's a bunch of characters or is it like one main character you're kind of following or uh, so far it's one but the thing is when you look ahead like it's different dates and locations and now that you're saying that I didn't really think about it now that you're saying that I wonder if we'll have to revisit that because now that you're saying it I'm wondering if um hmm. that's going to be how they do it interesting there's there's different so, dates like a month apart so it's, so it's I think it's 1946 uh, Normandy is where you start you start on D Day okay is where the game starts. And it's, That's cool. and it's brutal. I mean, it's crazy. I was telling you before we started. I mean, it's very, like, it's crazy because it's, like, based on real events. All the other Call of Duty experiences I've had, especially lately, it's, it's in the future. Even Modern Warfare. Yeah. Like, it's a bunch of crazy stuff. This is very, like, for me, especially because it's such a recent war. You know, it's like my mm. grandfather fought in it and has stories about it. And uh, so, for me, that uh, that's that's crazy to me that, that you're playing this game and it's like man this is because apparently I, I read up that oh, I guess a bunch of historians uh, got involved and people are always trying to when they were creating the game that you know they got the guys that help and then you have the guys that are against it and they're trying to debunk what they're doing because they're saying this video game is not going to take accurate um, accounts of what actually happened and apparently right. they are having a really hard time finding finding issues with the accounts of war, of what's happening and you, it's hard to argue That's cool. it's hard to argue yeah it's awesome and it's hard to argue because there's so many people alive still <clears throat> that were there yeah so 
it's not like we're dealing with, well, this is what we think happened based on writings from the 1700s. Like this is, you know, this is stuff that people that are, I'm sure there's people playing the game that lived it. I mean, you got to be old, but that's, yeah. And I thought about, I thought about whether or not my, my grandfather would be 93 uh, tomorrow. And I thought about, or Monday, I thought about maybe going over there with the game and playing it and him kind of like seeing it. And then I thought, you know, it's probably not a good idea because you don't want to trigger, yeah. you don't want to trigger yeah. something bad as much yeah. as you want it to be good and be like, Oh my gosh, it's so real. Like this is exactly what it was like. Like it's the game is pretty brutal. Like I will tell you yeah. this, there's a scene. This isn't really spoiler cause nobody would know how to pertain this, but, or, or how to, you know, where to put this in the game. But there's a scene when you're going on to D day on under the beach at Normandy, where the beach was supposed to be cleared, but instead they hadn't they hadn't cleared it yet, and so the guy tells them they're in this boat, and he tells them to drop the ramp, and these one of the soldiers is like, but there's no cover, and he's like, that's an order, drop the ramp. So he drops the ramp, and literally like all the guys in front of you just get completely mowed down, and it's really graphic. They just get completely mowed down. So you crouch down, and there's explosions, and you jump off the side of the ship, and you're just trying to like just work your way up to these bunkers, which you have to clear. And but it's even that little scene alone, like you've got to take a uh, one of your buddies is laying on the ground and his arms are blown. This is really graphic, but his arms are blown off and it's really, the graphics are great, which makes it really real. So you've got like just yeah. bone and he's dead and you're like taking stuff out of his pockets that you need to go blow up this thing. And you're just like, oh my gosh, like people like still do this, but yeah. people did this. Like, I mean, oh, this is hardcore. It's the bloodiest battle in history, like, or in, yeah. in, in you know, modern history. Like it's, it's crazy. <clears throat> it's just it's really crazy. So I, I think it's awesome. And I think it's really good for, um, I think it's good. I think our country probably needs something like that. Like, Hey, just a reminder, like, you know, all this crap that's going on these days, like is not really what America is. This is what America is. This is, this is our, you know, it's part of our foundation. And these are the, these are what men and women have done to give you your freedom. Yeah. Anyways, I don't know. Like not to be, not to be like, I, I you know, I I just think not. I'm not anti-America now, obviously, but I think there's just so much. There's just so much crazy. Just everything is crazy from the very top mm-hmm. all the way to like the the term millennial and the way people. Just all this. Just so much. Just you know, a lot of dumb stuff. So I feel like this is a good. It's a good pause. At least it is for me as a reminder. Like, hey, dumbass! Like, stop arguing on Facebook about. Or on Twitter about someone's SNL performance and like you yeah. know that makes sense okay. I'm not yeah, trying to get you I, fired up I know you probably have all kinds of opinions I'm just saying like I think it's a healthy I think it's a healthy time for this game to be released interesting um cause I, like I had so I've been thinking about something for a few weeks now um and I like I swear I didn't start this conversation about Call of Duty World War Two to like create your lead segue. into this. <laughs> um, I I really didn't, but I, like it reminded me like this is something I've been thinking about for a while. Um, and we're like we're talking about people like still being alive that were like that lived through this and like were there and right. you know by some crazy you know act of God or whatever survived and came back. Um, and when somebody didn't, so. I like I would never argue Okay, so like people would argue that we had no business in like Vietnam for instance. People would argue just recently that we had no business in like Saudi Arabia or like other places that we've been. Sure. 
to like, you know, to like install freedom, quote unquote, or like liberate the people, quote unquote. Um, I would never argue that we shouldn't have been in World War Two. Um, yeah. What was what was happening in Germany? Well, you've, um, you've already kind and, of and in Eastern Europe. I just remember that this, was, but you've already kind of atrocious talked, when you talked about um, Wonder Woman. You know, you had your issues yeah. there for the same same kind of reasons. I like I so I'll never say that we shouldn't have been there. Um, people needed help, and I I think I don't think that was the only reason we were there, but I think that was part of the reason we were there. Sure. And so um, I think that was great, and I think it's very brave that there there was so much patriotism and like people were scrambling to enlist um, during World War II because people believed in the cause and. Uh, like people were being turned away at some points because so many people were enlisting and like kids were trying to enlist. Right. Um, so I, I like, I admire that people, people believed in a cause and people believed in their country. And so they were enlisting and, um, and going over to fight for people that couldn't fight for themselves. And I think that's great. What I've been wondering lately is if we romanticize war and, um, I guess you'd call it redemptive violence. If we, if we romanticize that too much, like whether it be in video games. So, so there's, I think there's a line like writing about it and learning about it and even making movies about it to like tell people stories that need to be told. I think there's a certain level of like tribute um, and respect in some of that. Even like, even in video games, I think um, I think people's hearts can be in the right place when they're making a video game to, to pay tribute and, and pay their respects to people who have done great things. But I wonder just as a culture, um, especially in the last couple of decades, if we romanticize that too much, we like we have we have not not been at war for the past. I just read this the other day, like the past 40 or 50 years, we have not not been at war somewhere, Um, which is crazy. You're saying it's like it's almost like if America is a human, this is like an addiction. Like if America's yeah, a per- I, like like if America's a person, this is that weird addiction. Is I need to be fighting someone about something. Yeah, and I like I wonder <laughs> if we romanticize it too much because, like I so people like when Obama was president, people criticized his drone strike program a lot, um, and I, I think for good reason. I there's a lot of reasons that I admire Barack Obama. <clears throat> that is not one of them. Um, because the statistics bear out, I don't remember exactly what they are, but like the majority of people that get killed in those drone strikes are civilians, not the intended target. Right. Um, or sometimes civilians and the intended target. Um, and then we just chalk that up to collateral damage and we act like it's acceptable loss, um, which I think is part of this whole thing. Like we re- we romanticize this so much that like accept like acceptable loss is a ridiculous term. Yeah. If you think about it. Oh, it's awful. Yeah. But yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's and, fine until it's your family. Exactly. Then it's not acceptable anymore. Like if, if this happened to somebody you loved, that's not acceptable loss, but because it's somebody far away that we will never know or see in a land that we will never be in, it's acceptable loss. And this is not like, I'm not also, I'm also not bringing this up. I I don't think it's unclear to anyone who listens to the podcast that I'm not a fan of Trump. This is not, I'm not bringing this up to talk about him either. But since Trump has been in office, he's actually increased that drone strike program that Republicans and conservatives were up in arms about before Trump got in office. Um, and he's increased it by like a crazy, crazy percentage. Like I think it was a hundred and something percent 
Um, so like where Obama was authorizing a drone strike every four to five days, Obama's authorizing a drone strike every like one and a half days now. Um, so just crazy amounts. Like there's, there's so much more of it happening now, but, and, and so we're calling like all of that's acceptable loss too. anytime other people other than the intended target get hit. Right. But the point here, I think is that like we romanticize all this so much and we're like, well, yeah, we should be in the middle East, like installing freedom and like liberating people and whatever. But like, we're still not out. We've been, we've been over there for years and those people didn't ask us in the first place to come over. Sure. And I I understand that a lot of that culture is oppressive, but we weren't invited. We weren't asked. We were just like, Hey, we have this thing in America. You should have it too. By the way, we're going to make you have it. Yeah. Um, and then we're going to stay here until we feel like you're good. And then we're going to leave. Right. And we haven't left yet, but I I am in no way qualified to have an opinion, but my, my thinking is my summation, I think would be like, at what point are you fighting to keep people off of American soil? And you're just prying in other people's business and getting involved in places where, Right. It's not not like again if if you're humanizing countries it's it's kind of the equivalent equivalent of like um you know someone on Facebook is having a feud and has nothing to do with you but you jump in to defend someone that you call an ally and say hey 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 listen you know it, it doesn't matter I'm being hypothetical obviously so there's really nowhere to go with that except it's kind of the same thing as you're butting in not for your own well-being but just because you saw an opportunity for I hate to use the word drama because that, that, I also don't want to belittle um, our our veterans because I don't think that I don't I don't think obviously that's not what we're doing. We're talking about we're talking about war in general. But I think that mm-hmm. um, I think if you're humanizing countries, it's kind of what it's like. You're you're kind of butting in someone else's business, and it doesn't really have a whole lot to do with. And and I say that and and. and I say that because the frustrating thing for me, the most frustrating thing would be to know if you did have a loved one that died overseas, which happens all the time, every day, every week, every day. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's constantly happening. If that happens to someone you love and then you find out it was for a cause that didn't even need to, it was, if you found out it was for something, they were there for something they didn't even need to be there for. Um, using your word romanticize, I think we, we don't really look into it. We chalk it up to like, Oh, well they're overseas fighting for our freedom. But at what point is our freedom not in jeopardy and we're fighting for the sake of fighting, right? Is that, I mean, and I shouldn't uh, yeah, say our freedom's like, not in jeopardy. It's not even the right phrasing either. Again, I'm not qualified to really have an opinion, but I, I, I definitely am seeing, I definitely see your point. And it's something that I don't think we stop and think about enough because it's part of our culture. Like that's part of patriotism is, well, you know, rather they be fighting over there than here. So pack those boys yeah. and girls up and send them over there. And that's just been part of our culture for so long that, you know, yeah. At what, at what point are we just picking a fight and not, uh, not actually trying to resolve things and find peace. So I'm, tr- I'm trying to look it up. Um, I think you're right. It's at some point it's not about, we're not, <laughs> we're not defending our freedom anymore. Like we're, we're just butting in where we weren't asked, but I'm trying to look it up. Um, the, Oh, Oh, I know where it was. I don't even need to look it up. Okay. So all again, like I'm not, none of this is to, to talk about Trump. Um, if I wanted to just talk about Trump, I would just bring up <laughs> Trump. I don't, I don't need like a segue, 
But the whole thing uh, that was in like all over the news like a couple weeks ago about Trump being so rude to that widow uh, of the soldier that that died uh, overseas. And like he called her and he was like, he knew what he signed up for and like all this stuff. And there was all this outrage. Do you remember seeing that like in the headlines? Uh, I don't. I mean, it sounds kind of familiar, but I, I don't I definitely don't know in detail. So um, and then like a congresswoman got involved, too. Um, and she was like, yeah, I'm personal friends with you know, the widow or whatever, like she, apparently she was in the room, uh, like when the president made the call and like he was on speakerphone. And so she supposedly heard it too. Hmm. It was like a lot of, he said, she said, but <coughs> that whole, like that whole thing, like, okay. So the, the man in question, the soldier in question died in Niger. Okay. Niger. Okay. And so like, there was all this outrage about this guy that, that, like he, a soldier that died and the president called and was like unkind with his words to a widow, which I don't think Trump is an eloquent or, or well-mannered man. So like, it it wouldn't surprise me if he was rude to this widow. I think that's terrible. She just lost her husband. However, the, I think we're by that dominating the headlines, we're missing the point that we had a soldier die in Niger. Yeah. What's happening in Niger. Did we even know we were in Niger? What's going on? Yeah. Why was he in Niger? And who killed him? It's true. Who are we fighting there? Like it's a good that's I mean, that's that's a, a definitely a solid point. What like what's happening there? And like nobody was talking about that. Like still nobody's talking about that. It's like it's like this sideline issue. I don't like I just I don't understand. I don't understand. So like but and, and again, like we we're like, oh, a soldier died in Niger. A soldier died here. A soldier died there, and we're like, well, you know, we're just we're out there like kicking ass and installing freedom and liberating the world and making everyone happy and and I just I like I feel like again like it was I, yesterday was Veterans Day, correct? Um, I think today's Veterans Day, or today. So I'm Which not today as of this recording. Yeah, it's, a, it's so I like it's ironic to be talking again, so not, much about uh, war and patriotism on yeah. Veterans Day not the reason that I'm bringing this up. And I like, I respect our veterans again. Like I oh, think, I, I think nobody quite, I don't think anybody listening would question uh, from this conversation, the respect of our veterans. I, I almost think it's in light of respect for veterans. Like what you just said. Well, okay. Why, why, why? I mean, you know, the, the Trump thing is, is, is awful, whatever. I mean, again, I don't know enough about it, but that's, that's awful. But why, what is, what's happening? Why did this guy die yeah. in a country that we didn't even know had anything going on? Yeah. So what like, I, I get it. I mean, I don't, it's, I don't, I don't think anybody, you could pull a hundred people on the street and I don't think anybody would know, have any idea that we were in Niger. Hmm. I, I think most people wouldn't know. So yeah, I definitely, and like, I definitely the, didn't. The I mean, death I, is I, and, under investigation. You, the funny thing is, I mean, I, I would have been one to fall prey to that too. Like read that article and <clears throat> you know, just because of the way media works and we're kind yeah. of brainwashed into reading it that way. I don't know that I don't know that I would have even stopped and thought, huh? Wonder yeah. why why he was there. Wonder what happened where a soldier was killed in a country that you know hasn't the, that we, the name hasn't come up. Yeah, really we have no reason ever. to be in. Yeah, that like I there's just there's so much eagerness to discredit Trump, and like I'm not a Trump fan. I don't like I don't respect that man at all. Um, but there's so much eagerness to discredit him at every turn and at every opportunity, like that dominates the narrative in the media and in like in everybody's minds. And then 
stuff like this ends up getting missed. And I just, mm. I feel like people like somebody has got to ask that question. Yeah. But all that to say, like I, I respect our veterans and, and it takes it, way more discipline than I have to, to be in the military. And a couple of my really, really good friends are in the military. Their fathers were in the military. My dad was in the military. Um, so I, I don't, nothing against veterans at all. Um, I just think, I just think we as a culture and as a nation and as a, a country have such an unhealthy view of like violence and war. And we like, we glorify it so much. Um, not to say you shouldn't play violent video games. I play violent video games every day, but no, I, no, I, I get your, I get your, I don't point. know. Like, it's just, yeah, it's, it's just something I've been thinking about. And like, I, so part of me thinks like, should I not, maybe should I not play violent video games? But I don't even know that that's the, I don't know that that's the core issue or that that's a solution. Just something I've been thinking about. No, that's interesting, man. Well, that's the beautiful thing about having a podcast is you have an outlet to talk about the things you've been thinking about. Yeah. <clears throat> so I would, I would love to know like what our listeners think. I know like when you start talking about patriotism and, yeah, and veterans weird. in particular, people get real touchy real that's quick. Why I had and to give I, my, like, I'm not, I give my, I'm underqualified to be having this conversation disclaimer right out of the gate. You know what? I like, <laughs> I probably am too. So, but no, um, it's the point of it all though is, is it's healthy conversation and it's healthy, it's healthy opinions. And it's different than all the other crap that like, like we talked about. I mean, if you get on a podcast and bash Trump for an hour, there's enough podcasts that are doing that. Yeah. So it's, it's important enough. Or I mean, it's, it's important, I think to think outside the box and bring something like that up. And I don't think it's negative and I don't think it's anti-patriot, anti-patriotic at all. I think it's interesting, yeah. man. We have some really funny moments on our podcast, and then sometimes it just gets <laughs> real. It gets. Uh, it, this was good, though. We covered. It. We covered. Uh, I feel like we covered some good things. And if I was yeah. a listener, um, at least one thing we covered would have been interesting. I feel like statistically would speaking, you, if you were <laughs> statistically, <laughs> if you were a listener, would you feel satisfied? I think I feel would satisfied. You walk I mean, away because satisfied if and you smiling? think about, you think we talked fitness, Spider Man, Thor. Call of Duty and America. I mean, that's yeah. we covered a lot. We did. So I feel like I'm pretty seamlessly. I might add. Yeah, there's we. Kudos we, to us. We segued the hell out of that that yeah. episode, man. Although I feel like pointing out the segues negates the segues almost. Yeah. At least we're doing it at the end of the episode. That's so. true. Yeah. Well, we didn't try though. We know that we don't have notes. We just got on here and uh, we just got on that's here true. And, and, and talked about uh, the thing. I don't know. Um. I will say um, I got a I got a message from my buddy Kevin uh, again Kevin Rosati shout out um, and Kevin is thoroughly enjoying the podcast he actually asked if we were still doing it um, <laughs> I've had because our, our episodes have been a little sporadic yeah lately. I've had some of that lately man. Um, it's always so I, t- I told him we're still at it uh, I'm always so guilty you know, we have we have an episode you know releasing soon I told him he had just listened to the the episode right before how do you eat an elephant. Um, oh, good. So he's got. Oh, uh, he had just listened to uh, Mrs. Doubtfire or something. <laughs> I forget what I called it. Um, Hello, dearie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, that's what I. That's what I titled it. Hello there, dearie. Yeah. That's what I titled it. Um, um, yeah, good. So he's got two so, coming down the pike then. Yeah. So he's got uh, how to eat an elephant. I actually recorded an episode with Cecilia just to have one on the hopper. Oh, good. Um, I didn't know that. A couple nights ago. Beautiful. So we have this one too. So we have a couple episodes coming out now. Uh, so Kevin, we're still recording the podcast. Thank you for listening. Kevin said he really enjoys it. Um, he said he was like dying laughing at Hello There, Deary. So, um, 
I appreciate it. That's what you want. Uh, well, th- that's the thing that that's the thing, and it's kind of like all the podcasts I love too. And now we're just <clears throat> saying things for listeners, which is fine. <laughs> um, but it's it's the thing of like, am I going to laugh? Am I going to be stirred emotionally? Whether it's uh, something about fitness or patriotism mm-hmm. or um, I don't know. I mean, there's just so many different. I, I like that there's not one single genre that it could go any number of directions. It can go any number of directions within a single podcast, yeah. which is cool. And that's fun. It's great. It keeps you on your heels. So you better watch out. Check your emotions, guys. If you're listening and gals don't want to, yeah. exclude. don't leave any behind. You're going to need them all. You're going to want, you're going to want to make sure. Yeah. You keep those bad boys in check. Cause one minute you're going to be crying right. from laughing. And the next mm-hmm. minute you might just be crying from uh, something horrible that Josh said. So you yeah. just, I, I say horrible things a lot. <laughs> I kid. So, uh, all right, good. Well, cool, man. I we're so we're still. Um, <clears throat> we still. Uh, I have reached out to our special guest that's going to be on the podcast soon. All right, um, to schedule a time. So uh, that will be happening soon. Uh, I'm very very excited um, to talk to this person. I did let it slip, Tyler, on Cecilia's in my episode that it is a it is a man. It is a he. So that's what we. Uh, that's what so the listeners a, know. It is a boy person. It's a boy person. Um, but that's all the listeners know so far. So, you know, we've never had um, a female guest that wasn't our, uh, wives, right? Am I right? About you that? know, Tyler, I, th- I think we should take a hard look at our diversity policy and I think we should change that. <laughs> um, we've had a, uh, we've had a Spanish. We have, uh, we have, we've need, we've, uh, we've, we've got, if we're going to start being diverse, we got a, a really, dumb giant. We've had a Korean, on. we've had a Korean and we have, wife, which is great. Uh-huh. We're doing well. We need to get uh, we well. There's a lot. If we're gonna really, we got expand. Diverse. We've got. We need uh, black male, black female. We need, Tyler. Let's commit to more diversity in 2018. We just. We need. Uh, okay, I'm good with that. More diversity on the podcast. Right. Sounds good. We need. Do you know any? Uh, do you know any uh, uh, lovely uh, Indian folks? Because I just feel like we need to get a hmm. right out of the gate. Get an Indian, American Indian, or ooh, both. Eastern Indian. Oh, I have American Indian. Uh, uh, Olivia, Michael. Because I'm part Michael, American Indian. Okay, this is good, and she's female and American. That's double points. Oh, f- great! This is Let's good. get her on. This is good. We're gonna really, we're gonna really work on this. <laughs> <laughs> this took such a racist turn at the end. <laughs> I don't. Is it though? Because I feel like I feel it's like not, these days. I guess. I feel like these days, if you stop and acknowledge, like, well, and reality is. It, the problem is that people were too nerdy. Like nobody wants to come sit down and do a podcast. It doesn't matter what your race or gender is. That's true. That's, that's the real challenge. That's, <laughs> it's not about diversity. I think this yeah, is it's our not way that we of, don't want this anybody. Is our way, like the way we're wording this is so conceited. We're like, oh, we, we need to find all these people that are going to want to be on our podcast. <laughs> and in reality, it's like, right, we, uh, we're trying and, guys. Yeah. We in reality, trying. it's like, uh, no, thanks. nobody wants to do it. <laughs> Nobody wants to do it. And we're like, oh, come on, but you're three out of all of the <laughs> You're three things. They're like, they're like, I'm three what? Uh, I mean. You're three times as good. <laughs> three times what we need. Uh, all right. Well, that's that's a, that's how we end our podcasts. Yeah. Uh, so great episode, Tyler. Yeah, nice job. Had a good time. Um, all right, listeners. Hey, uh, we're going to be back at some point, um, and we're going to be back uh, in this same spot. And eventually, our name and logo and brand is going to change, um, and uh, we will tell you when it happens. Um, it's still going to happen. Don't think it's not going to happen. We're just 
busy people. So uh, we'll be back at some point, and we'll be back in the same place, and you should be here too. Be so here. Until next Sorry time. for coughing in your ears so much. And I'm speaking to the listeners, but also you, Joshua. Oh, okay. You're forgiven. Good. I'm sure the listeners forgive me too. All right. Until next time, see you guys later. <laughs>